anytime I play a Zyke, like I get twice as many kills than anyone else on, on there. Until I start countering. <laughs> <laughs> then I'll counter your counter <laughs> with my counter. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> By the way, if you're wondering what college was like, it was this only with <laughs> additional it people. <laughs> and intense chess matches that lasted weeks. Double D had a Mar- Super Mario Bros. chess set, and all uh-huh. we would do is he would make a move and po- put a post note, your move. Yeah. Double would come <laughs> by and make a move. <laughs> and just... A lot of... Uh, Did you guys you- talk about the heart of the cards a lot, too, or... Oh, we play dual monsters. Don't you don't you doubt that we play dual literally on my desk right now I'm looking at a Funko Pop of Yami Yugi. Hey, I still have both my decks. Nerds I can still see my deck from where I am. It's right there on that shelf. Mine's somewhere buried down here, but I have them both. I had two different decks. Just a bunch of guys just talking about their big thick decks. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll leave this conversation. Hello, super friends, and welcome to Nerds for Normal People, the podcast that brings nerd culture to a normal world. I am your master of the geekly arts, Daniel Dunstan. With me, I have a group of my friends here to help discuss... All the latest in nerd pop culture. First off, we have David Hood. David? Hey, it's great to be back. That's great to have you back. Yeah, that's a lie. (laughs) I'm trying. You gotta give me points for trying. (laughs) Next, we have one Bill Sheehy. (laughs) Too slow! Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm so sorry. Listen, I just saw the Sonic stuff, and I, I, I gotta get it out of my system. I'm really, really sorry. We are not going to talk about the abomination <laughs> that is that Sonic. Jesus, uh, so, uh, that, so that, that that Sonic is gonna team up with Furbies and haunt me forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, li- I like where this is going. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and last in our cavalcade of craziness here, we have Chris Tomlin. Chris... As the eldest person in this room, I'd like to say R.I.P. Dylan McKay today. Mm. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Very sad. sad. Isn't that sad? Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, anyway. How you guys doing? <laughs> <laughs> and we start off well, on a high note. <laughs> well, thanks for getting us off on such a happy note, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Onwards and upwards. Uh, yeah. All hey, right. hey uh, if you start low, you can go nowhere but up. Right. Expectations exactly. are yeah. so. It's <laughs> undermine expectations. Oh man. All right. Well, moving on <laughs> to our first topic. So the Dark Phoenix trailer, or the Dark the Dark Phoenix movie, got a new trailer this week, and it has a lot of people talking because in the trailer. It spoils something big for the movie. And uh, there's also an interview the director, Simon Kinberg, gave uh, to Entertainment Weekly, where he basically, because, like, even if you were like, the trailer was kind of vague, because, though it really wasn't, he just went off and, like, the first question is he confirms a character death. So here's something I never thought we'd have to do, but spoiler warning... <laughs> For a trailer for a movie mm-hmm. <laughs> that doesn't come out for four months. 
Well, I think the problem with this, what they thought, I think Simon Kimberg thought the movie was out because initially there was like a February 12th release date. So he's just like talking about it now. And he's just like, and yeah. Before then, there the, was a November release yeah, date. Yeah, exactly. So he's just confused about when the movie comes out. He thinks we've all seen it. And he's just like, yeah, you, you guys know what I'm talking about. Mystique dies. Or you can yeah, blurb that out. You can blurb that out if you spoiler. want to. But yeah. Mystique dies. She's killed by Jean Grey. Ooh. How did. How did he they, think it was already out? I don't think so. Because, like, even in the interview, like... <laughs> if even, he thought it was already out, he must have really thought it was doing poorly. <laughs> yeah, listen. I, nobody has said a word. Like, I, I, I thought it'd have a much bigger response than that. I thought somebody would call, at least. Listen, I know the, the yeah. X-Men are about to go into the MCU, but please, can I get something? I worked hard. <laughs> They basically asked him, what made you reveal that in the trailer? And I love the fact that basically he said he wanted to show that this movie was unlike other X-Men movies. It's a movie where shocking things happen, where intense dramatic things happen. Okay. People don't just fall off buildings, well, dust themselves off, and walk away. But okay. you kill off basically the biggest actress probably in that movie. But Jennifer was- Lawrence? Come on. Jennifer Lawrence has yeah. not wanted to be in an X-Men movie since First Class. Uh, that's yes. true. And I think that's why this is less surprising. Yeah, like... Because also, if you look, her makeup has gotten significantly less and mm-hmm. significantly kind of less good yeah. as well, they go on. And the, she's just like, I'm not sitting in that makeup chair for four hours. Well, it, it's, You're going to knock this out real quick. It's funny, because like, <laughs> yeah. as, like, from First Class to now, she's become exponentially more famous. So, like... Each movie, she's yeah. just like, I don't need to do this anymore. Like, why? I don't know though. I don't know that that's true. I think she got famous and now she's going down again because, like, she hit her peak at like American Hustle and then like Red Sparrow, like people weren't crazy about. I think her mm-hmm. stock has dropped. Yeah, I could see that, and I yeah, I, I definitely kind of I sympathize with that. But at the same, like, especially for us from Kentucky, it's like. Some, having someone in like X Men is it's it's cool, but at the same time, she's just like, yeah, I don't want to be here, man. <laughs> this is I mean, I mean, she, her stock might drop, but she's still an A list celebrity. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, a hundred percent, like easily right. an A list. Yes. But like, has she been in a good movie in the last three years? I'm gonna look that up on. IMDb Hold on, right yeah, now. I think yeah, it's time to look at a filmography. Yeah, I will say, like, of all of them, she's clearly wanted out, and so mm-hmm. like, oh, oh of course she was she's in, the one to die. she was in. She was in Mother, which is the worst movie I've ever seen. Oh, I can't. Uh, uh, the only thing when I hear Mother, and I know this has been said on Twitter thousands of times, but like Buster Bluth, Mother. No, mother. Th- okay, so here you go. So, do you want her from from Apocalypse or from the Last Hunger Games? Give me uh, um. What's more recent? Uh, Apocalypse is more recent. Give me Apocalypse. Okay, then. from Apocalypse, her last three movies have been Passengers, Dud, Mother, Dumb, Red Sparrow, yeah. Dud. So I mean, she's not exactly batting a thousand right she's, now. She's uh, she's either dumb or dud in the past <laughs> yeah. three years. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't, doesn't Passengers also nearly take down Chris Pratt? Yeah, almost yeah, exactly. If you actually watch that movie, he's just a creep. No, yeah, he 100% is. He's just a huge creep. <laughs> like that movie, he's just a huge creep. Jesus. <laughs> I haven't seen that, so I'm going to take your guys' either. word for it. Because even like, 
when that when that first came out, it was like, oh, Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence are in that, and then like now it's like, ooh, Chris Pratt that, and Jennifer that's Lawrence. The only reason, are in that. That's the only reason I saw it. Was I was like, Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence. All right, I'll see this. And I was like, oh my god, he's fucking creepy. Yeah, you I, barely see any movies, David, but you made it an exception for Passengers. Actually, David, a minute ago you said she's still an A-list star. She, I I agree with you, but. Just for shits and giggles, may I read you her IMDb filmography since basically 2011, which is when yes, she kind of hit Okay, yeah, please. So she, okay, so Winter's Bone, she was in in 2010, <laughs> all right? Yeah. <laughs> that was, that's, a, that's a real Winter, movie, David. Winter's <laughs> Bone. That's, that's a real movie, and <laughs> yeah, it's actually like, yeah. pretty serious. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> then she was in The Beaver, which was also a legitimate movie. But to go movie, from Winter's Bone to The Beaver is a you, solid you forgot, transition. You forgot like crazy, Chris. Uh, oh, okay. like crazy. Okay, then The Beaver, which is Mel Gibson with a puppet. X-Men yeah. First Class, Hunger Games, Silver Lang's Playbook. That's a big movie. Mm-hmm. House at the End of the Street. No idea what that is. Devil You Know. Uh, no it's idea a horror what. remake, I think. Did I see that? I might have seen that. Does Devil that have Javier you know. Bardem in it? House at the End of the Street? No, that's or, Mother. Mother is... Uh, uh, is yeah, Mother okay. has Javier Bardem. Okay. Then Hunger Games. Then American Hustle. We're at the peak of the mountain right now. Mm-hmm. Then Days of Future Past. Serena... Hunger Games, Hunger Games, Joy, Apocalypse, Passenger's Mother, Red Sparrow. I would say she's already hit the top unless Mm -hmm. she starts coming back up again. And Daniel, I do watch movies. I just don't go to theaters a lot. Fair point. point. (laughs) When they they come on digital or Blu-ray, I'll see it. I just don't go to theaters. Yeah. (laughs) To me, the most baffling thing about this whole thing is why would you reveal that Four months before the movie's even out. Eh, why not? I, I, I really, I really do think they're in. And, and sorry for if there are kids listening. I think they're in fuck it mode, where like, it's it's this is the last X Men movie. The, all the stuff with the what's the new mutants is probably going to go to oh, Hulu or wherever it's going to go. So they're just if it like comes out at all. Yeah. So they're just like, oh, whatever. We're going to put everything that's out there. This is out of our hands now. We can't like. I don't think they don't care because. I like Simon Kimberg. He's done a lot of Star Wars animation. He's done, and he's kind of been like, either he, what he does is really, really great. He has like periods where he does excellent work, and then he has stuff where like you have X Men First Class, and I think he may have done Sucker Punch with Zack Snyder, which is the worst movie I've ever seen. Well, um, I don't think he even had that much. I don't think Kimberg had that much to do with First Class. Mm-hmm. I think he was one of the like producers on that, but I think. Most of that was Matthew Vaughn, who does the Kingsman movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great movies. Yeah, but I love I, those wasn't movies. he involved with the originals though? Or uh, well, he wrote one of the originals, mm-hmm. X Men: The Last Stand. Ah, so this is a passion project for him. Then. Yeah, okay, cool, cool, wonderful. Oh, and yet he like wrote a bunch of episodes of Rebels. Yeah, exactly. And was That's one what of I'm the saying. creators. So yeah. So it, that it, has to just be him writing off the talent yeah. of others. Or it could be him. I don't know. Do you know what I find hilarious? If by the time Dark Phoenix comes out, if they edit it, some Mystique lives. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then everyone's like, wait, what? Oh, yeah, just kidding. Gotcha. I will say, I love the fact no one will confirm, like, this is the last X-Men movie. It's the last X-Men but movie. But in, in the interview, he's like, 
He's like, you know, yeah, when we did the hair and makeup test for the movie, I had the Doors song, The End, playing just to set the mood for the actors and the crew. Uh, and you're like, oh, yeah, but this totally isn't the last one. Yeah. Listen, that's not as toxic as a Brian Singer cast, but like. Okay, fair. <laughs> <laughs> but like, still, oh, that's just geez. like. Uh, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> pick, pick it up. Um. Now, you all have seen the trailer. Mm-hmm. I, at least I hope. I have. Um, yeah. Is anyone interested in this? No. Nope. Check it out. No. I will see it because there there is one really, really cool shot in the trailer, in my opinion. It's where Jean Grey is crushing Magneto's helmet. I think that's a really, really cool visual. But other than that, like, even, like, I've, I've heard a lot of people are making fun. This is a... And let's not like forget this is a great cast and they have done like a great job with the X-Men but mm-hmm. there like there's one line in particular with uh James McAvoy who's one oh I just saw him in glass and he's like he just moves through uh different roles so quick easily and he's just like I don't know what to do and I'm like ooh dude you, you are you are you trying for this like is this <laughs> are, are you McAvoy has always tried, mm-hmm. even in Apocalypse, which yeah. was garbage. He was giving it his all, which I think, like, because he and Fassbender always mm-hmm. were, like, mm-hmm. giving it a full effort, mm-hmm. which I think made it so much more obvious when even in Days of Future Past, Jennifer Lawrence had given up. Yeah. Because she's just like, whatever, and then you're, like, putting her in scenes with, like, mm-hmm. James McAvoy and Michael Fassbender, <laughs> giving it their all. I remember when Apocalypse came out, like, actually liking it and then like i after nope. it came out i heard people hated that movie and i haven't seen it since i first saw it so i guess maybe i need to see it again to see if like why it's, why, why it's it's so it's hated really but... bland mm-hmm. and like it it has the problem of which i think this movie will also have the problem of it kind of just assumes you know these characters so they don't have to do any intro. Mm-hmm. And so you're just like, oh, sure, Gene and Scott just met, but by the end of the movie, they're in love because, you know, they mm-hmm. fall in love. Right. And, like, even in, like, the one another thing he said in the interview was that, like, so much of this movie was about, you know, Scott and Gene because Gene's the love of his life. And he goes, and that relationship has really built well over these movies. I was like, but it hasn't. I mean, they've only like, been in, like... One been in this one. one. Yeah. They've so. been in one and they barely interacted until at the end when suddenly they're like, no, we're together forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it just. Until like, Wolverine from... shows up. Still a better love story than Twilight. <laughs> you take that back. <laughs> you don't have to take that back. You don't babe. have to take that back. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, they just basically used. Like, you know how this goes mm-hmm. as shorthand to get you from A to B so they didn't have to actually put the legwork in and make you like these characters. Mm-hmm. And, like, the the weirdest thing is they have, you know, I agree, they have an incredibly talented cast. They've got a brilliantly t- ca- talented cast. And yet, some of them, like, Sophie Turner in Apocalypse barely did anything. Mm-hmm. She had, like, one expression the whole movie. She's immensely talented. And she'd be perfect as Jean Grey. Yeah. Now, here's, and yet... <laughs> here's a question for you guys. So let's say that, you know, 
Kevin Feige has looked through everybody uh, that could be X-Men, has looked through the ta- uh, everything, and he decides that the best course to bring them uh, the X-Men in the MCU is to just use the exact same cast we have now. Would you be up for that? The young cast? The, uh... This, the first class, cl- the first class, class cast. I mean, uh, I, I, I probably would be in the hands of Feige, but you will never get Jennifer Lawrence back, so it doesn't well, matter. Well, I'm not necessarily, but like, you know, you got uh, Sophie Turner as Jean Grey, Ready Player One guy as Scott. <laughs> Ty uh, Sheridan. Ty, Ty Sheridan. But I, I only know that because I'm literally yeah. looking at the screen uh, right yeah. now. I think you have to recast it because I think it needs another look. Mm-hmm. I, I, think, I agree I think with if that. You, if you redo it, you have to change the whole look. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna change the whole look, you have to change the whole and cast. I honestly like. I I, I heard a, a really really interesting new take uh, the other day of since like you know these MCU movies are all like set so present in the future. We're getting to a to, uh, like a period of time where like you know the people uh, that were part of like Magneto in the Holocaust, like it's kind of too far along now for it mm-hmm. to make sense. So I heard uh, Ray Fiennes as Professor X and Denzel Washington as Magneto, where you have the angle of civil rights uh, instead of the Holocaust, which I thought was really, really interesting. And to see Denzel Washington as like that as as Magneto, he that dude could do anything. But like, I, I yeah. thought that would be interesting. Was that an iteration of Magneto? I mean, like you guys, I, mean, I don't know. I know not, there's all sorts in, of alternative universes. Not in the comics, but like, if you're going for a new look. Go for it. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if Marvel would quite do that, but it's it's an interesting idea. Which I will say, like looking at how far along we are, wasn't this supposed to be set in the 90s? Yeah, it just feels like present day. Yeah, and and like, shouldn't James McAvoy look like Patrick Stewart at this point? <laughs> <laughs> and if it's set in the 90s, yeah. it should be starring Hugh Jackman and Halle yeah. Berry because that yeah. movie took place in the 90s. Actually, I think it was like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not quite sure, like, the exact date. I think, hold on, let me... I'll look that up, but, like, the first X-Men definitely takes place... 2000. In 2000, okay. Yeah. So... First X-Men take... Uh, was released in 2000. I think the assumption was it was happening around that same time. Mm-hmm. When so, I... like, you... So, but still, you're talking about, like, oh, between early 90s and late 90s, he, James McAvoy turned into Patrick Stewart. What happened? Okay, so... <laughs> he did I, not age well. And, I and Michael <laughs> Fassbender turned into Ian McKellen. Yeah. Also, also, Patrick Stewart lost a lot of definition in his arms. He did. Because he did. McAvoy, <laughs> looks like, McAvoy looks like a, a, a UFC fighter in a wheelchair. So... I'm looking at uh, at something from comicbook.com, uh, and they have uh, the exact year that Dark Phoenix takes place is in 1992. So in an eight-year span, we got we go from McAvoy to Stewart. So, well, you know, being the leader of the being the leader of the X Men, it ages you like a president. You really hit hard. Apparently, he had a lot of punches in the face, a lot of. Just, you know, st- he stopped working out. <laughs> it also turned yeah. Nicholas Holt into <laughs> Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> that is that is a seamless transition if I've ever seen one. <laughs> yeah, Ty Sheridan became James Marsden. <laughs> Jesus. I, okay. I know Sophie Turner became <laughs> Fomka Jensen. This is, this is off topic, but it's, it's X-Men related. I still can't get over... 
how like douchey his Oakleys looked in Days of Future Past at the end. It was just like it was bad. It was like white and uh, I know he needs to have red glasses, but it was just so like of uh, uh, like I will say basically all the X Men movies treat Cyclops terribly. Yeah. Because he's supposed to be, like, the leader of the X-Men. He's supposed to be, like, respected. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they always just treat him like he's a kid at the, like, adult's table. Yeah. yeah. Even yeah. when he was an adult. <laughs> <laughs> and Marsden has gone on to have a really great career. Like, he's mm-hmm. done oh, some... Yeah. He's done <laughs> some legitimately lovable, cool things. He was on 30 Rock. He's great in Westworld. And he's just the big dud of those movies. Yeah, <laughs> he's so bad. And, like, it's just because, like, he just exists to give Wolverine someone to say one-liners to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that you can have the standard movie love triangle. Mm-hmm. It's just one of those things of, like, they've always treated Cyclops terribly. He's kind of a dick. No, he's not. <laughs> they've even <laughs> taken steps... They've taken steps to even redeem him in the comics. Did you see him in X-Men vs. Avengers? He's kind of a dick. Is that the line you, you're talking about, David? The line in X-Men where Hugh Jack, where, uh, isn't there like, he says something to Wolverine, like, how do I know it's really you? And Wolverine oh, says, yeah. you're a dick. Like, this is <laughs> yeah. the line? Yeah. I yeah. think it's, like, it's either yes, you're a dick or you're a prick. <laughs> yeah. Let's go with that. I was just talking about the Avengers vs. X-Men where he was an asshole. Well, yes. He, he was possessed by the Phoenix Force. Semantics. He, he killed a bunch of people, including Xavier. That'll do it. You know, he has since died and come back in the comics, and he's not a dick anymore. I mean, death will do that to you. You'll become less dickish, generally. I, I wouldn't know. <laughs> if, you, if you die and come back to life, you become so much more humble. It's true. <laughs> Well, you know what? Maybe that'll help with all the character deaths expected in Dark Phoenix. I I saw someone who wonderfully said, if it's all going to go over to Marvel anyway, just blow up the universe yeah, at the end of the movie. Kill Why not? Kill them all. Why not? You know, it just, just, just blow up the universe and just say, they'll re- be rebooting MCU. Thanos' snap was so powerful that it actually goes through different universes. (laughs) And that's the end of the... I would like... I'm I'm saying that joking, but if that's how it ends, absolutely. Do it. Well, well, but the problem is this will come out after Endgame. Oh, good point. This is going to be the fourth comic book movie of the year. Mm Mm-hmm. Are we including no, Glass? Just don't do it. Just just put a little asterisk at the bottom saying uh, this is supposed it, to be before Endgame. Yeah. <laughs> if you if you want to include Glass, then fifth. But I was thinking just straight actual based on comic book characters. Mm-hmm. So you have Captain Marvel, Shazam, Avengers, Endgame, and then you will have this. Darn this! I love that that you're just calling it this at this point. There's no. You, I Dark mean, Phoenix. This, this is one of the best stories in all of X-Men comics. And they've never, never gotten it right in movies. The, big- the animated show did it great. The animated show was fantastic. Honestly, the biggest plot twist of 2019 is that if this mo- that this movie is actually good. <laughs> uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure I'm even not, M. Night no. Shyamalan could pull off that he, twist. He, he can't, but like still... it. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, my, just, th- my thoughts exactly. I just want this. Like, 
I I go into most of these movies wanting them to be good, but I mm-hmm. just oh, I'm I'm kind of stuck between like okay, like yes, I want it to be good. I'm gonna go pay money to like go see it, but at the same time, I'm like. I ho- kind of hope this is shitty so I can see a train wreck, you know? I want to see how poorly this is going to end. It'll be something. Yeah. It'll be something. Absolutely. Uh, do you all want to move on to other trailers? I think Simon Kimberg already has. So. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's Okay, you know what? Before we go, so if there's one more trailer for Dark Phoenix or one more interview, who do you think Simon Kinberg reveals next to dies? Um, I think all the blue people are, people are gone. So, so it's Sophia beans. Turner, no, just Sophia Turner. No, you can't <laughs> just kill off the villain. <laughs> well, she. I mean, if it's a true Dark Phoenix story, she's probably gonna die at the end. Then ruin the end. Why not? <laughs> Just making sure no one wants to go see it because, all right, Jennifer Lawrence dies and Dark Phoenix dies. Whatever. He'll just announce Hugh Jackman is going to reprise Wolverine one last time in this movie, but he's going to die instantly. Absolutely. That's the best. That's the only way to do it. <laughs> no, no, you do that and you just put him in an end credit scene. <laughs> or just some schmo in the background just like, oh yeah, there's Wolverine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus! Oh, jeez! He's running a circus. He oh, he's running a circus. <laughs> <in> the, <background. laughs> the greatest showman finally crosses over with the X Men universe. God bless it. Let's move on to a better trailer, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Shazam put out a new trailer today. At time of recording. Probably not time that this is coming out. But Shazam put out a new trailer. If if the trailer came out the day you posted it, that would be freaky as hell. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) I actually liked this. I really liked this one. It looks like it's fun. Uh, Zachary Levi has said one thing he enjoys about this movie is the fact that Billy Batson gets to be like one of the first characters we've really seen who's really excited to be a superhero. Yeah. Like, he's like, I have powers. This is awesome. Mm-hmm. I I actually kind of like, from what the trailers have shown, it's just like, I have powers. What do, what, what are they? Like, I don't, th- mm-hmm. I don't know if he's psyched because like, I think in the, like the first trailer, he was like, I, I, I don't care about this Cape Cru- Crusader stuff. So, uh, I, it does look fun. I actually didn't like it as much as I liked the first one. Um, I always appreciate a good use of an Eminem song in a trailer. But, like, <laughs> I don't know. I was just so taken aback by how much I liked the first trailer that, like, I guess my expectations are at a certain, like, and especially after Aquaman 2, where I'm just like, yeah, these look fun. I'm having a good time. My man! All that kind of stuff. So, uh... what, you're, you're tired of that? My man! My man! Um, but yeah, I, I, it is going for that. It does look a lot more fun, um, than even kind of Aquaman too. Like, and I love that movie mm-hmm. and I had a lot of fun with it, but I'm not sure I would say I love Aquaman. I, it was, I, it listen, was fun, but listen, it was stupid. I want to, I want to take him home to my parents. I really think there's something serious here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, it's for real. 
I'll, I'll say I think a moment that shows the fun is at the end of the trailer when he like catches the bus and he's talking to his like adopted brother. He's like, did you see what I just did? It's like, yeah, you like electrocuted a bus and put all those people in danger. He goes, and then I it caught, caught it. it. <laughs> like, I, yeah, that and like trying to, you can lo- leap over a building in a single bound and then you're like, yeah, no, sorry, sorry. He just crashes through the window yeah. and he's fine, but he's, I'm oh, fine. sorry. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm digging the vibe so far. It, it's I mean it's just big with superheroes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Chris Tomlin has had a problem with his bowels, and he can no longer be a part of this show. <laughs> he, 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 he said not- he has said end quote give me some shit and go. So if you want to send him some shit, we'll post his address into the no podcast. no. Chris Tomlin has had some unfortunate technical difficulties. Um, unfortunate bowel honestly, movements is what you mean to say. Honestly, this entire recording so far. I think so, the la- the last thing I heard from him was ah, it burns, and then he just went away. It was weird. I don't know. We we hope we can get the technical issues fixed and Tomlin can join us at a later podcast, but you know, we are going to soldier on without him. What a pain in the butt. What a oh, big, geez. big pain in the butt is all I'm trying to say. <laughs> so here's the fun thing. That was like 15 minutes ago. Where did we leave off with That's anything? That's a really, really, really good question. We were talking about something about Shazam. Yeah, okay, Shazam. Yeah, we were talking about Shazam. And we were saying some things about it, I'm sure. We were saying but lots that, of really good things about it. that was a world of technical difficulties was... ago. <laughs> Listen, so I went this... to the bathroom, I got a drink. I... <laughs> this could be another great transition. So we'll just do this and try to try to figure it out and move on. Does anyone have any other things they want to say about Shazam? I'm already sold on this, so like, I don't really need to see anything else. Um, like I said before, I'm, I wasn't disappointed in it, but like, I liked the first trailer a lot more. It did give a lot of, a little bit more, uh, context on, uh, Mark Strong's character. (laughs) There was a, 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 some cool, like, nods to like, I'm Batman and stuff like that, where he just threw a Batman doll, which I think that's Mm -hmm. what I'm excited to see stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I think it's, it's going to be good and we don't have to wait that long either, which is weird because like you were saying earlier, we get Captain Marvel, Shazam, and, and, and Endgame in, like, a six-week span, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Shazam is going to be April 5th. Endgame mm-hmm. is, of course, the end of April. And Captain Marvel comes out the 8th. Mm-hmm. So, within six weeks of each other. Gonna be gonna be having two Captain Marvels in the same, in the same month. Woo! Well, not quite the same. Daniel, can I have some fun for a little bit, no, please? No, I don't think don't. I have enough Here. fun on this. I don't think... And, and technically, he's not Captain Marvel. Oh, God, that's... <laughs> I do love the story of, like, if you look back, like, Marvel Comics created their version of Captain Marvel back in the 60s or 70s, uh, Marvel. Mm-hmm. simply so they could try to copyright the name Captain Marvel before DC got around to it. I want to, I aspire to be that level of petty. <laughs> like That is early comics, man. It's yeah. like everyone was that level of petty. Yep, absolutely. But yeah, I, I'm on board for this. I think it looks fun. Mm-hmm. Me too. I'm excited. I, I hope... 
I can. What I'm hoping is this will finally merge the two things that the two good DC movies have had going for them. The fun and style of Aquaman with the comprehensible story of Wonder <laughs> well Woman told yeah. of Wonder Woman. If you can merge those into a fun story that makes some semblance of sense, now we listen. might get the first. What? You didn't love the uh, cinematic masterpiece that was Suicide Squad or Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice? God. No. Okay, I will say this. I think there are, are some good parts in, in 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 Batman v Superman. I do like Ben Affleck as Batman in that in that movie, Justice League. I feel like he had like given up. Well, so, he decided he wasn't going to work out for Justice yeah. League, so yeah. they just gave him a shirt with muscles printed on it. Yeah. <laughs> so wait, I don't have to work out for this one. Okay, cool, wonderful, great. But yeah, it's hopefully Shazam will be really good. I think it will. Fun. Absolutely. Now, Hellboy. I'll, I'm going to totally level here. I tossed Hellboy in because it's in our wheelhouse. It's mm-hmm. We talked about the first trailer when it came out. There's a new trailer. It's But here's here's my hot take on Hellboy. It looks ah, fine. Hot take. And we were talking about hey. a guy. It looks fine. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't... I, I don't exactly have strong feelings on this, which is weird because I've really liked the first two Hellboy movies. I enjoyed I the first Hellboy. I, I did think they were fun. I just didn't think they were anything special. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can understand that. And if this Hellboy is not a Tide commercial, I will be disappointed. <laughs> just at the very end, David Harbour, <laughs> not in the make, it was like, this was a Tide ad the whole time. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> And then he eats a Tide Pod at the end, and then... Oh, no! Oh, God! No, and no, then... Bill. What? You can't do that? What? <laughs> Guys, I just eat them for the flavor, and they're great. They don't have a lot of calories, so... <laughs> Sue me. Just at the very end, Hellboy does his laundry and just puts some Tide in. Speaking of which, I've been vomiting a lot. Should I be nervous? I'm sure it'll pass. Okay, it'll pass. Yeah, absolutely. As long as there's not blood. Yeah, that's true. Okay, well, there is. So, okay, I got, I got to go. Um, I think I'm dying. Could be. I don't know. Not 100% sure. Um, but I, I, for me, at least, this is another example of, like, like with my thoughts on Shazam. Like, I like the first trailer for, the, uh, for Hellboy a lot. Like... And I know it's probably the Kentucky like <gasps> Rupp Arena fan in me that loves Moni Moni, but <laughs> it, I, it just the, the song that they did and like it just didn't have that same vibe that I was getting uh, well, from the first one. It's like the song for this one was like an orchestralish cover mm-hmm. of a rock song, and you're just like, it's Hellboy, just do the rock song, right? But, like, I like David Harbour a lot, and I have faith that he can do a really, really cool Hellboy. I don't know much about the, like, the comic origins, or I didn't, I ha- I've never read any of the comics for Hellboy, but, and in, in my extended knowledge of Hellboy is Ron Perlman. So, like, I'm not as invested as I'm, like, uh, I know a lot of people are, but I'm, I'm just, I'm, I think that the, the actor is good, and it looks fun enough, so I'm, I'm always in for something like that. Maybe it'll be good, maybe it'll be fun. I just, like... I mean, David Harbour's fine. I just... I don't know. Nothing about the trailer really grabs me mm-hmm. as anything that I'm like, well, I, I can't wait to see this. 
there was some cool visual stuff, like the raining blood thing was kind of cool. Yeah. But like, yeah. I, and I think they 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 kind of they didn't go full Dark Phoenix with it, but they <laughs> definitely did spoil a little bit. Like they gave like plot points, like okay, this is gonna happen, and then this guy's gonna turn into a were hyena apparently, or whatever he turns into. Yeah, that's that's just a thing. Yeah, it's just like yeah, that happens in this universe. Why not? Because they're all monsters anyway. That's true. That's Maybe. True. Yeah, it, it's... But the real monster's humanity. That's. I thought the real monster was that ancient sorceress who's going to destroy the world. Double D, okay. <laughs> or are the real monsters... Us. Pocket monsters. Oh! Okay. oh you, were saying, you were saying... You were saying... Because Detective Pikachu had a new trailer. And I've never been this hyped for a Pokemon movie since the first I, Pokemon movie. Let me tell you something right now. <laughs> when they first announced a Detective Pikachu movie, I was... Uh, what garbage nonsense is this? What... Listen, I haven't played a Pokemon game in a couple of years, but, like, I still, like... It, it was part of my childhood, so, like, obviously it has a special place in my heart. Everything I've seen for this... It looks good. <laughs> like and it I, just. I will say one of my favorite bits of marketing was the video Ryan Reynolds put out beforehand uh-huh. of the like becoming Pikachu, and it's like an inside the actor's studio thing, and like it's him talking about his thought process trying to become Pikachu, and like Blake Lively periodically just going like he forgot our daughters at school. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. Everything that that Ryan Reynolds does that has to do with marketing and Blake, like anything Blake Lively related as well, mm-hmm. like it's he's I love it. <laughs> he's fantastic. Ryan Reynolds <laughs> is the man. The the truce commercials he did with uh-huh. Hugh Jackman are fantastic. Absolutely, if you haven't seen those. Absolutely. If you want something to be successful, put Ryan Reynolds in it. And I feel like that's their main go plan for Detective Pikachu. <laughs> But we have to make the distinction between 2019 Ryan Reynolds and 2009 Ryan Reynolds. Uh, fair point. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure DC had the exact same thought when they put him in Green Lantern. Hey, yeah, put Ryan hey, Reynolds in this. That It'll, Green Lantern made a lot of good jokes for Deadpool. He did. <laughs> Absolutely. It was He was playing the long con there. Oh, man. But, like, I will say one thing in the trailer... I've seen some people say, and I could kind of see it, like, they wish they kind of had saved the big surprise of Mewtwo for maybe the movie. Oh, I I think that's a big selling point already. Oh, oh, I'm sure. Because that's probably, like, especially for people our age, that's like, you show Mewtwo in anything, it's like, oh, now now you're talking. Now you Uh, mean serious business. Yeah, because Mewtwo was the king, well, Mm -hmm. probably is still the king when... Mm -hmm. Like, when we were kids, the kid that had Mewtwo won everything. Yep. Yep. And that... Well, and for me, like, besides Legend of Zelda, which we're going to talk about later, which I'm really excited about, the games that I grew up with were playing uh, Pokemon on my Game Boy Color during recess. Mm -hmm. And so, like, those... uh, They're going to sell the nostalgia. And that, like... And to bring, like... Mewtwo into it, and all the other, like, 
at first I was a little like, oh, these these Pokemon look a little weird, and it's weird to see them like photorealistic. But then like that Lickitung is a, a yeah. thing of nightmares for Lickitung me. and that uh, what's the the guy with the sombrero? Lunicolo. Uh, Lulacolo, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. When when he showed up, I laugh, I rewind that left so hard at that extra black. <laughs> like I kept rewinding that. And I Wait, laughed David, every did you day. do the voice for that one? We did. Because <laughs> that was spot on. You see, the reason we don't see David a lot is because he is actually recording uh, in a huge right. Hollywood movie star under the name Brad Pitt. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, yeah. you did always look like, like him. Yes, I, I believe. Oh, yes. yes, if Brad well, Pitt gained two hundred pounds, and yeah, <laughs> but like a good two hundred pounds, like a really, I, really like. A, a, I loved your work in Deadpool too. I did too. <laughs> Honestly, you were, like Brad Pitt was in Deadpool two like two seconds more than any of us were. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but uh, but not quite as long as Matt Damon was in Deadpool. 2. That's true. But like, some people are complaining, like how the Pokemon look creepy. How do you think they would have looked in real life? That's a fair point. Yeah, that's like, true. I think part of it is I've grown up with like the cartoon like, Pokemon, <laughs> and I'm just like I wasn't quite ready for hyper realistic. If you, if you didn't think Mister Mind would have been the bastard child of Pennywise, a clown, like what the fuck did you think he was going to be? And there's our one fuck for the list. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we've already gotten our one, haven't we? <laughs> well, I've I've, I've I've got one. <laughs> but, oh. I, but like none of these were meant to be realistic. So the fact they mm. look creepy is like, yeah, what the hell did you think? <laughs> but and, like you get fun stuff around the world. Like you had the Machamp directing traffic around a sleeping Snorlax, and mm-hmm. it just it looks so cool, and it looks so much like so much fun. I just. I'm I'm if you had told me like 10 years ago that hey Bill you're uh hey 14 year old Bill in 10 years you're going to see a Pokemon movie but not just like Pokemon Red and Blue you're going to see uh, a Pikachu movie where he solves crime and Mewtwo's in it and Ryan Reynolds is Pikachu I would have said why are you here this is all very very confusing Wait, you said um, 14 years ago. Would your first, would one of your first questions have been, "Who's Ryan Reynolds?" Yeah, it would have. It's a really, really good point. <laughs> 14 years ago, I would just probably be, let's see. I was 14 then. I'll probably be like, "Pokemon, hell yeah!" <laughs> would have thought much about that. Well, yeah, isn't that something? And if what I was, is- and I was 14, you were probably like two, you fucking baby. Me? <laughs> let's see. I was yeah, 14. I was 14 10 years ago. Did you say 10 years ago or 14 years ago? Oh, I thought you said 14 years ago at first, Bill. Oh, sorry. That's my fault. <laughs> okay. Well, 10 years ago, I yeah. was old. I was, eight, uh, I was 18. I was 18. Yeah, we're old. <laughs> Place be 18. <laughs> Good. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say, I loved the scene in the trailer at the end of, like, the Mr. Mime falling off the bike. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, he's going down I, hard. I have... I really have a like, and I'm gonna put my one Star Wars thing. I've got a bad feeling about this that they're gonna lean heavily on Mr. Mime stuff. Um, I I'm thinking it's probably because I've noticed it looks like all of those seem to be in the same kind of location. So I'm betting that's just one scene, but it's probably one of the funnier scenes, especially for a trailer. And so they're leaning into it for the trailer, but not necessarily the movie. Yeah. 
I'm also thinking they're leaning heavily on the original 151 because that's they're going for nostalgia here. But there's probably gonna be plenty of scenes with like Greninja's and a lot of it. Well, mm-hmm. and I mean Ludicolo wasn't uh, 151, yeah, and they but, have the mm-hmm. the monkey thing, whatever that was called. A Palm. A Palm. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, but like, but Ludicolo was he Gen two or Gen three? Gen two. I believe same with and, Apom. And, yeah, so Gen Two's not too far off to be nostalgia. Wait, the, the sombrero sombrero guy was definitely third generation with Ruby and Sapphire. To Bulbapedia, yeah, <laughs> uh, Gen Three. You're right. I accept your apology. No. And what about <laughs> Apom? While we're at it, he was Generation Two. So, yeah. But like, I bet in the movie, there's gonna be a lot more from other generations compared. But they're in the trailers. They're leaning heavily on. They're Gen- only going to do yeah. the popular ones, though. That's the thing. Yeah, because like Greninja is in Smash Brothers, so like I think probably the only times you'll really see stuff outside the original 151 are mm-hmm. if it fits the scene really well. Like, oh, we needed a creepy looking monkey, or we needed <laughs> a Pokemon in a sombrero, or if it's a really popular outside Gen One. Yeah. Now, do you think we see Mew? Probably. If Mewtwo's in, you, yeah, how can you have Mewtwo in you it kinda, without Mew? You, that kind of that that, that kind of much that pretty much guarantees it. it. It's not like Mew himself. You gotta see at least an image or a carving of Mew mm-hmm. to reference Mewtwo with. Probably because you know it's kind of the entire thing that Mewtwo's a clone of Mew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That or so, they might go straight first movie and Mew fights Mewtwo. I'm actually kind of interested now that I'm thinking about it, like, how he, like, how Mewtwo fits into the story in, in terms of, like, it's supposed to be, like, a mystery. He's solving a... Well, I mean... Uh, some, like, a crime scene, apparently, so... I believe the canon is Mewtwo was, was made by scientists funded by Team Rocket. Mm-hmm. So, Team Rocket being a criminal organization with a, in a detective movie kind of fits that bill. Yeah, I would I would assume Team Rocket are probably the people responsible for the kidnapping or the crime they're trying to solve, and Mewtwo might just be their enforcer. Yeah. And so it's like he's the big kind of tough Pokemon end boss you gotta fight or something. Right. Or so, maybe and maybe like they can get a big legendary on their side or something so, to help them out. So here's here's a question for you guys. What's the chance that we get a Team Rocket motto in the movie? I don't think we will get but, Jesse and James. Yeah, I'm well, about but, to say, but, are you talking about like the Jesse and James motto? Prepare for trouble and yeah. make it double. I think we'll get like the ones from the games, like the Rocket Grunts, who just all are dudes in outfits. I don't think we're going to get Jesse and James. We, we might get like Jesse and James like in a poster in the background or something, but I don't think we're going to go full on yeah. Jesse and James. Because it's the same thing as I doubt you'll get, like, Ash Ketchum either. No, oh, yeah. Well, I don't think it would make sense either. Well, no, like, and, like... Who and would Jeff, play Ash Ketchum? Like, I, don't, I, I can't... You can't... That's not a character you can just cast. Probably you'll get maybe Giovanni as the leader of Team Rocket and stuff. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah. yeah, but Giovanni can be filled by anybody that can play a mob leader. That's yeah. true. <laughs> So, Robert De Niro is Ra- Giovanni. Ray Liotta is, Gio- is Giovanni. <laughs> and Giovanni would play by Danny DeVito. <laughs> oh, I would actually love Danny that. Danny DeVito. Uh, no, Meowth is Danny DeVito. Or actually, Jeff- that's good. 
Or Joe Pesci is Giovanni. Like, give me Joe <laughs> Pesci as Giovanni. Hey, I would. I'm funny. Would, funny how? Funny how? <laughs> I would watch that so many times. <laughs> That'd be great. Am I Mr. Mime funny? <laughs> but no, it, it's it looks fun. It hits my nostalgia in the mm-hmm. right way. I'm not uh, looking to be blown away. I'm just looking to have a good time. I think that's all we really want. Yeah. I thought. I think this movie's gonna be a be a decent sized hit. Mm-hmm. I think so. It's, it's, it's not gonna. It's not gonna pull Endgame money at not, nowhere close well, to that. But I think it's, it's gonna have a very respectable showing. And it's coming out just a few weeks after Endgame, mm-hmm. which that's a poor decision. I mean, I mean not. It, it, I mean, it, it. How many weeks? When's it coming out? Like May twenty. It's May May tenth, which will be two weeks mm-hmm. after Endgame. I would give it at least a month after Endgame. I. I honestly think you guys are underestimating Pokemon, though. Like, uh, Pokemon no, is, is, is... Pokemon in- is one of the highest grossing, if not maybe the <sighs> highest grossing franchise in terms of all media as, like, anything. I think it's going to make at least half a million dollars. Oh, I think, uh, I think it'll touch oh, pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Wait, did you say half a million? Ha- yeah, no, I'm sorry. Half a billion. I, was say, but, but, I mean, I would hope so. Indie films make true. that. Let me, rephr- <laughs> let me rephrase that. Half a billion dollars. Okay. Yeah. And I, I think five hundred million. I think that's a, a that's a, that's a decent thing place to to. Start. And I would think especially worldwide. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing: like movies make all their money on merchandises. Can you consider the merchandise sold for the movie as the movies, or is that just game merchandise? Yeah. No, because I, I think. <laughs> nope. you- They'll make specific merchandise mm. for this. Just like a Pikachu with a hat on it. Yeah. I mean, that's... Outside I, I, that... I wouldn't be surprised if in Smash Brothers there's a, a Detective Pikachu skin. That's just a hat. Yeah. I mean, you, that's that's literally all you have to do. Like You, in, you get the hat for uh, your Pikachu and Let's Go Pikachu. Uh-huh. And then which Ryan... Which I would love. Oh, you know what would be cool? If they've recorded a couple lines for Ryan Reynolds to be in Smash and like you you're just like you do you, when you're when you're that skin. He might do it too. That would be so it, like it, 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 it wouldn't count as one of like the DLC characters, but like I am willing to pay like maybe two dollars just for that skin and for Ryan Reynolds saying Smash Bros things. I'll pay for two dollars for Pikachu just to have a taunt that that I can't do it while everyone's watching. <laughs> <laughs> also, like I loved in that scene where it's just like it's Ryan Reynolds trying to do the Pikachu voice. Yeah. <laughs> Pika, 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 Pika. But yeah, it's gonna be a big year for Pokemon. It is because there's also a new game. Pokemon Sword and Shield was announced. Yeah, also known as Pokemon Age Slash. <laughs> I saw someone said, though, does this mean the next one's going to be Pokemon Hammer and Sickle? I hope so. Uh, it's, uh, it is a brand Bill, new generation. Oh, uh, hold on. It's sorry. a brand new generation of Pokemon. It's coming out directly to the Switch. All three new starters coming out sometime in late 2019. It's going to come out in like November. Probably. You get Grookey, Score Bunny, or Sobble. Sobble is my spirit animal. I just, I, I, I really like, I, I generally like pick the water type anyway. Same. But like. See, I am generally fire type. Really? Yeah. Well, Which almost always gives you a rough first couple gyms. I know, it does. But it pays off at the end. But. I, mean, I guess. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is, but like, 
Sobble's just like, and they didn't give away a lot. They just basically showed <laughs> off the region a little bit and then showed you the starters, which I think was a perfect little teaser for. Uh, well, I would, I would say at this point, that's all they have to do for a yeah. new Pokemon game. Look, that's, there's some new starters in the new area. Mm-hmm. You know the rest. Yeah, exactly. Um, did you guys play Pokemon Let's Go? Yes. What do you think? Because I've heard a lot of people, some people, not a lot of people, are kind of bummed that they, because uh, apparently in that game, like, you can, like, see the Pokemon in the wild grass and go into yes. them, so it's not, like, the the random encounters. Are, did you did you enjoy that? I actually did, and I didn't think I would until I started playing it. Mm-hmm. I, I'll say the interesting thing with that game is for catching Pokemon, yeah. you don't battle them. Yeah, that's the one it's, thing I did not like about Let's Go. It's just the Pokemon Go throw the balls at it. Yeah. yeah. David, did you play Let's Go? Um, no, but I've watched plenty of things about it. See, because it's like I thought I wouldn't like that, but as I got into it, I kind of did. Because, like, the thing is, they made it to where trainer battles uh, give you a ton more money than they normally would and also just give you Pokeballs. So, like, I never ran out of anything. Mm. But, but, and, but still, you don't have the challenge of, like, trying to get the Pokemon to the red to try to catch, like, some of the rarer ones? Well, actually, for the rarer ones, you have to first defeat them in combat. Oh, do you? Yes. Oh. Uh, so, like, Snorlax, Zapdos, the legendaries, you have to first... you And you are under a time limit on those, too. Oh. Like, they give you, like... It's like, alright, you have five minutes to defeat Zapdos, or it's running away, and you've missed your chance forever. And you go, oh, okay. This is great. This Everything's fine. Everything's good. Okay, and so that, that, I, I respect that. So, it's basically... It's the only ones that you're just throwing Pokeballs at are the, like... Oh, this is, you know, a cave filled with Zubats. Mm. Oh, God, not another Zubat. <laughs> okay, I can respect that. I take what So it, it's mm-hmm. like the legendaries you actually have to... And some of the encounters like Snorlax. Yes, and like the, the encounters like Snorlax. And other than that, you know, yes, you are throwing, but they give you a ton of berries, and they give you a ton of Pokeballs so you're fine mm-hmm. and like you have experience share from the beginning so every time you win a pokemon battle all your pokemon get some experience uh every time you catch anything all your pokemon get some experience that way they're all kind of leveling up at the same t- time or a similar pace and which helps with like oh i'm getting to this gym now and i need like this one to be really good and one thing I really liked is your Pokemon box is in your inventory, so you can just swap them whenever. Yep. That, that is really nice. I hope they keep that feature, but I still like the old way of catching Pokemon better. Well, mm. I mean, you're in luck, because that looks like that's what this game uses. Perfect. Uh, and I, I, I hope they can keep the start with the experience share on, because mm-hmm. it helps. That, like... The last Pokemon game I played all the way through was Alpha, uh, Sapphire, and Omega Ruby. And, like, that, and even in, like, X and Y, that was super helpful. It's a lot easier to, to level up everybody. And yeah. And it, it just, it, it makes the whole process a lot easier. I can already hear people now, oh, you're such casuals. Yeah, yeah dude, I don't, I don't, I don't have don't the care. time. I don't have the time to put 100 hours into a game. 
Okay. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I don't sit here and breed them to have the perfect IV. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It, it's unlucky and, if I remember all the type advantages. I'll and, be completely honest. Yeah, unless it's Shuckle. I love me some Shuckle. Well, yes. Who doesn't love Shuckle? Which one is Shuckle? The rock, he's, rock he's, bug. He's the rock bug turtle. The rock bug turtle. That does not sound like a real thing, but hold on. It, it is. Okay. I believe you. Hold on. You, I'll... I, 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 I can hear some people laughing. I have a shuckle that is the greatest oh, yeah, troll yeah, Pokemon yeah. in the oh, world. Oh, I believe it. I, I okay, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, the I, uh, the Koopa, the red Koopaling from yes, Mario. Exactly. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, Koopa, I actually Koopa, Koopa. have a shuckle in my party that has contrary, which re- reverses all the effects that happen to him. So, like, mm-hmm. if, how Lear lowers defense, it actually raises his defense. Oh, how, nice. How so, perfect a Pokemon for you, because you contradict everything I say. <laughs> no, all you have to do with him is teach him Shell Smash, uh-huh. which normally drastically lowers defense and special defense in favor of raising attack. Uh-huh. It lowers his attack and just super boosts his uh, defense and special defense. Do that <laughs> about like two or three times and teach him Toxic, and you piss off. Toxic Interest <laughs> and just a random fourth move, and you piss <laughs> off everyone you play. <laughs> well, I uh, I'm gonna challenge you to a poker battle when uh, this game comes out because, as I said on Twitter, this game is gonna get me back on my Pokemon bullshit because oh yeah I, I was I took a break, but now that like they're focusing on like Switch, I'm a big Switch guy. This is mm-hmm. so this is where I'm gonna this this and whatever else comes out this year. Um, because I'm excited for the Switch is a great system. It is like it, the Switch is a lot of fun. It it may be winning the console war. Hey, wait, honestly, do, are like, we not friends on Switch? I don't think so. I don't think be, I'm friends with Bill either. You can Bill. be friends with me. Let's Bill. be friends. Bill, you're failing me here. I listen. I'm sorry. I don't mean to. <laughs> it just kind of happens, you know. I mean, how am I going to take Bill down in Smash Brothers if I'm not? Oh, I'll, I'll take sir. you both on. <laughs> listen. It's been a while since I played. It's been like a couple weeks, but let me get back on my bullshit, and then I will. Well, I'll, I'll be I've honestly you... mostly been playing Pokemon Let's Go. Sweet. I may pick that up just so like. It's a lot of fun. Okay. It's a lot of fun. I gotcha. And, and I will say this, because uh, I've seen other people online who were complaining about it. Mm-hmm. The most of the complaints I've seen are, but this was different from the original games. Well, like. But, but, like, it, uh, some of it's for the better. Like, they did get rid of the Safari Zone. Mm-hmm. But instead, it's like... How much did you really po- use a Safari Zone, though? I, I use the Safari Zone a lot. It has a lot of the rarest Pokemon in it. Mm-hmm. Well, they shuffled some of the locations of those. And what it is now is it's the Pokemon Go Park, where you can basically connect it to your Pokemon Go account mm-hmm. and just toss... Pokemon from your phone into the game. Oh, you're fucked. Oh, I have so many Mewtwo's on my Pokemon Go account. Jesus. I I have legitimately not played Pokemon Go in like four years. I've, well, play, I've played it since day one. I still play it. Well, and the thing is, also, one thing that helps is, because they do the thing of like uh, Pikachu and Eevee, like those two games have two different sets of Pokemon, mm-hmm. but I was able to just toss a bunch in from my Pokemon Go thing, and so I'm like, oh, I can't catch this. Like, I can't catch an Ekans. Well, I can just toss an Ekans in, and now I've got one. Yeah. Granted, they've made Eevees to where you can just capture them, and that is nice. But, like, but before I ran into them, before I ran into them, I was just like, oh, 
I can just give myself every evolution. <laughs> yeah. I gave myself a Dratini so I could get my favorite Pokemon Dragonite. Dragonite, there you go. That's a good call. That's a really, Dude, he's really not, good call. He's not even the best Dragon type. Garchomp kicks his ass. I'm thinking Gen 1. Okay, yeah, fair Gen, enough. It, don't, get, don't bring that trash in here. Come on. You're better than that. <laughs> Actually, Garchomp is super powerful. Yeah. Garchomp's good. But you, I am a huge supporter of, you know, dragon type Pokemon. And fuck fairy types, right? Uh, that's, that's why I am hoping that one of the new types is a dragon poison type, just to say fuck you fairies. I will say, because like the fairy type, I've not played some of the latest generations, and they've made like Clefairy and Jigglypuff fairy types, and I always forget what that's weak to. Mm-hmm. I could not tell you like at all. The fairy type to me just makes zero fucking sense. Yeah. I, I always go into those thinking like, oh, they're normal types, so a fighting move will kick ass. And then it's just like, oh, nope, nope, that's nope, not it. Nope. Oh, I am completely resistant to dragon, but I'm weak to steel and poison, but I resist fire. What are, yeah. what are you? It's just science. <laughs> just, what are you? Like, a lot of these Pokemon typings, I can, like, say, you can kill two birds with one stone. Rock beats flying. But just like fairy, I'm just sitting there like, huh? <laughs> you make no sense to me. I hate you. Yeah, it's. I can use a Draco something. Meteor on Jigglypuff and it won't even affect it. What the fuck is this? Yeah, that is. I I can't. I want to. Uh... I want to see them explain this in the anime. Just like, oh yeah, Jiggly, Jigglypuff just decided he doesn't care about Dragonite anymore. It would be hilarious <laughs> if they had to work all the type advantages and disadvantages into the uh, anime in a way that would make sense. And mm. they're just like, I have no idea how this works. Oh, yeah. Sci- science stuff happened, and Jigglypuff doesn't care about dragons anymore. Yeah. Suddenly, Jigglypuff realized it's immune to all dragon attacks. It, it just faked being hurt by it. <laughs> and oh, yeah. Also, resist fighting now. Throw, yeah, I know. Just for throwing that out there. I know. You know, the only thing that could kill Jigglypuff in one shot, now it's resistant to it. Yeah, because I was like, this'll do it, and then it's like, it's not very effective. I'm like, I am plumb out of ideas. <laughs> and I think I just basically brought out Pikachu, who they give your starter Pokemon. There are guys you can talk through throughout the game where you, they can give them like super moves. And so I was like, we're just going to spam this until the Jigglypuff goes away. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you and your Jigglypuffs. Ugh. Jigglypuff! Jigglypuff! I... Jigglypuff! Anyone right, now who we're... plays Jigglypuff in Smash Brothers gets exactly what's coming to him. And, and if you now... don't know what this is referencing, me and one of our roommates used to just play Jigglypuff and do the grab down where he rolled on top of him, like, constantly. Constantly. So he would just get rolled on by Jigglypuff. And Daniel isn't bitter at all about it. He's he's no. dealt with it in a mature adult way. Exactly. Sh- it's a shame David will never be allowed on the podcast uh, again. And- <laughs> <laughs> I win! <laughs> yes! That's it. You're you're both getting a one-star review. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Whatever. Now, now Bill. Mm-hmm. Was there any other big Nintendo announcement that you might be particularly excited no, no, about? No, no, let's just cancel now. <laughs> okay, let me tell you something. 
If Disney had not bought Lucasfilm in 2012, I think that my number one fandom would probably be The Legend of Zelda. Oh. It's the, the first video game I ever played. I remember very, very clearly I was I played The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time at my Uncle Jamie's house, and I like have this vivid memory of sitting on the, like in the, the living room, or not the living room, the TV room couch when he was pulling the Master Sword for the first time. So wh- why are you telling us about Legend of Zelda? Is there something coming out? Um, well, the first Game Boy Color game that I ever played was The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. And it was announced in a recent Nintendo Direct that they are remaking it for the Nintendo Switch. Oh my god, that's fantastic. Which I... It looks good. It looks... I, I, I'm a little hesitant about the art style, but like, I am looking for something Zelda to play on my Switch. It's been two years since uh, Breath of the Wild came out. I was about to say, like, like, like the Breath of the Wild didn't entertain you enough? Oh my <laughs> god, dude. I, I think I've, I've talked about this before on the pod before, but I bought Switch the first night it came out with Breath of the Wild. And I got home and I played for like six hours and then I went to sleep and then woke up and played for... 18 hours straight <laughs> oh jeez! and like i had it had been like i was 24 hours into the game and i hadn't beaten a single like divine beast or dungeon or anything it's similar to like how ocarina of time affected me um so it, it, it was just it, it's an incredible game but I, I just i needed more because like there's a lot to do in breath of the wild but there's not like i'm, I'm reaching the end and they've been talking about doing this for a while uh, I don't know if you guys remember, there was a 3DS game called A Link Between Worlds, mm-hmm. uh, which was, was a sequel to uh, Link's Awakening, and they, they toyed with a bunch of games on uh, the 3DS They if they wanted to do, um, you know, uh, a, Link, uh, a Link to the Past sequel, or Majora's Mask 3D, the 3D remakes of Ocarina of Time, and this they've always mentioned, like, I think Shigeru Miyamoto, who created Zelda, had talked about, like, how he wanted to do this, and we there were there were rumblings, there were rumors because I I mean I pay attention to it because I love it that <laughs> we were getting a two D like Zelda game, so I didn't know what it was, but like they ended the direct with it, and at first I was just like oh well they're not gonna end it with it oh well there's no new Zelda game, but then as they slowly like like they showed like the cinematic towards it I was like wait hold on wait wait that's a ship. Wait, green tunic, storm. Oh my god, they're doing Link's Awakening. Oh my god, they're doing Link's Awakening. Oh my god, they're doing Link's Awakening. <laughs> and then like you see it, and it's like, oh, it's Link's Awakening. It's awesome. But um, as I said before, I'm a little hesitant on the art style, but like I'll get used to it because I need more Zelda content. But at the end, but at the same time, I don't think this is the last Zelda game we're gonna get this year. I really don't. Uh, here's the thing: is I. The reason I'd be hesitant to say there's another Zelda game coming, unless it's another remake, it's gonna, is uh, they tend to only do one a generation. Well, what I what I've heard is that Zelda or that Nintendo wants to do one Zelda game a year, uh, because now that they can, uh, they don't can, don't do it a yearly thing. No they, yearlies. But here's <sighs> the thing with that. I I I think that with Super Mario uh, Deluxe U. They've pretty much remade all the games that they did for the Wii U, except the uh, 
Although, like, the popular ones, except for the HD remakes of Wind Waker and Twilight Princess. Now, call me crazy. You can call me crazy. That's fine. I, I know David will. Uh, yeah? But yeah, yeah. I think there is a, a strong possibility of two things. One, they just do a straight, like, HD re... They just do the re-releases uh, of the Wind Waker and Twilight Princess, and they put them on Switch, which... Absolutely, I'll having that those games on the go is would be great. Um, I would love to see that. I'm sure you can get it in the Nintendo store. It's... Yeah. What? What? I, but here's what I think would be a wonderful, wonderful <coughs> thing for Nintendo to do. In one, uh, in it, it's probably hard from a memory, like just storage perspective. But on one cartridge, you have HD remakes of Twilight Princess, Wind Waker. And the new remake of Skyward Sword. Because that is the one that is up next. For 3D Zeldas. Now, I, I know there's there's problems with, you know, motion control. But the the, the Joy-Cons can do that. Now, mm-hmm. they, they you can either do that or you can just do... Just put map them to the buttons, which I'm okay for. I just need more Zelda. Zelda is a top seller for Nintendo always. It's one of their most pop. It, it... Yes, but I don't. My thing is, I don't want them to get into the phase where they're ju- they are trying to kick those out like once a year. Because mm-hmm. yeah. like with almost any franchise, kind of the moment it starts getting like, well, we'll do a yearly <coughs> Assassin's version <Creed>. of this. <laughs> oh God, Assassin's Creed. Um, it starts immediately going downhill because you can't work on that all mm-hmm. as one. Like if they want to do something, it's like, oh, well, each year we'll have like a new. Metroid, Mario, or Zelda game or something, mm-hmm. maybe. Or Pokemon. Well, yeah. I, I think the thing was that there was such a big time, there was there were six years between Skyward Sword and Breath, Breath of the Wild. So, like, you... I understand that you want to, like, put it... That, that they were producing two different games and they were testing, they were experimenting a lot between those two games. But you you can put like one or you can put two games in that time sp- in that time frame, and it still be still give me uh, give you great Zelda games. Because I don't know. I, I think know. you can. I think you can, especially now that like you have two teams that are developing specific games for a portable console that can also do basically what a home console can do. Why not? I I I, I think I'm agreeing with Daniel here because I I rather see them take their time with these games and do them right. Well, they mm-hmm. still can do that, but like they have the manpower behind it now. So, like I, I think that you can do that. Uh, but Eiji Numa is is not going to put out a Zelda game that he doesn't like think is the as is the top of the top. But once you start doing a yearly release, like you you start you, getting you to that s- time frame that eventually cuts the game down. Well, and I'm not saying like you you have to do it like okay November sixth of every year you have to release a Zelda game. I just don't. I don't want there to be another six-year gap between Zelda but games. But the thing is, there almost always were gaps like that between Zelda games. Because nah. again, they were almost always once per console. Because mm-hmm. like the Zelda game would almost always come at the start of the next console generation True. as their big selling thing. And like some of that could be like maybe why Breath of the Wild is so good and so expansive is because they had the time to do that. Mm-hmm. No, I might. And, like, but like. 
I might agree you, with you, you that they, they might need to do more Zelda games, maybe like two a console instead of one. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to say like every year, every two years. Just like take well, your time with these. Make these Zelda games good. Yeah, I, I would rather the games be done when they're done versus be done so that we can get don't, X number per console. Don't EA them. Here's my thing. Oh, God. That's, and I agree with you, but here's my thing. You know, you have all these like these remakes. You have the Ocarina of Time 3D, Majora's Max, uh, Mass 3D. You have all these remakes, and you want to put them on your. You want to put them on a console that people will actually play them on. The Switch is incredibly popular. You can update the graphics a little bit on these, and you can put them, and you can make a lot of money. And it, I, c- I could see the remakes because it's you're not necessarily changing any of the core no, gameplay. It, you're you're not. updating a few things. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I can see the remakes. The remakes make sense to me because, like, having that on the go, being able to play that anywhere on a system that, like, if you know, if if you're not on the go, you can sit down on your uh, on your nice TV or whatever TV you have, mm-hmm. and you can have that in front of you, and it's like you're a kid again. You're playing Ocarina of Time or Majora's Mask. Um, I just, I think there's so much potential there. To do some kind of like compilation of all those games, because that you finally have with the Wii. The Wii U was not profitable. The Wii U was not a success. No, the Switch is. Zelda is something that sells, especially like Wind Waker and and Twilight Princess have become like you know like people love those games. I love those games. I want to play those games on my Switch. I don't have a Wii U anymore. I I have a Wii, but like. It's it's kind of a pain in the butt to to put it out and to to play those games again. So mm-hmm. it's just you have a way to make it easier. I'm willing to put fifty sixty dollars to play those games. Yeah, I I could understand that, mm-hmm. and I I could get behind it. And we'll see. Maybe this might be the big test of like how well will these remakes go, and if, mm-hmm. when this probably sells gangbusters, yeah, they'll look into more of that. I I would expect. I will make a bold prediction that one of the two HD remakes that was on Wii U will be announced at E3. Okay. We will hold your feet to the fire on that. Yeah, okay. (laughs) We'll see. Absolutely. I can see it. I'm all for it. I will say, David, in our chat here, just reminded me of something that I love. David, do you want to tell the people about the video? And I'll I'll include this link in the... uh, in the description of the it, podcast. It's a YouTube video from the Polygon people where a man by Brian David Gilbert does the entire Zelda timeline, including offshoots like the random TV shows and Super Smash Bros. and Mario Kart, mm-hmm. and combines it, it into one massive well, Zelda timeline. Well, excuse me, princess. <laughs> yes, Brian David Gilbert and his series Unraveled Solves the Zelda timeline, and I put that- including all canonical and non-canonical uh, games and appearances. I put that in there for Bill to watch because how big he loves Zelda. I will watch that. You, it is amazing and hilarious, and <laughs> I strongly encourage everyone watch it and then go and watch all the other Unraveled's because they're all great. The Mega Man one's great. The Mega Man one is fantastic. Uh, the Skyrim one is brilliant. Uh, <laughs> Where he's read all the books in Skyrim. The the Sonic Bible is fascinating for what it becomes. <laughs> Did you say Sonic? <laughs> oh, no. You're too slow. And too the, slow. 
the uh, mathematically finding the game of the year, <laughs> where he takes all opinion out of it. Jeez. Those videos are amazing, and like yeah. more people should watch them. Daniel turned me on to them, and I'm trying to get Bill onto them. I'll do it, man. All I'm right. all for it. Even if you're not interested in Legend of Zelda, one, it's a hilarious video. And two, you can probably find a video he did that's similar to something you're interested in. He did all the OSHA violations in the Smash Brothers stages. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He, he tried to uh, use Kingdom Hearts to explain the hero's journey and good storytelling oh. by breaking down each game on a Sorry about plot that. level. Yeah, I don't see that working. I, I love that series, but I just don't it, see that working. No, tr trust me. You want to watch that video, okay, Bill. I got that you. That one is fantastic. I'll watch it. I got you. Uh, David tossed that in chat, and I could not let that go unsaid, because <laughs> that vi that video series is wonderful, and Brian David Gilbert might be my hero. Yeah. <laughs> I'll check it out. Do it. And, right. and let me know what you think, as well as give me your Switch buddy code. Oh, yeah. we're gonna be buddies. Oh. You'll have to send us your Switch buddy code. Just so I can I kick your ass in Super Smash Bros. and feel good about myself. Well, you know, if that's what it takes, uh, David, I'm willing to, to make you feel good about yourself just for this, <laughs> the, the, just this one time. Alright, alright. You can talk to Double D. I'm good at Smash Bros. All he right. is pretty good. Alright, he is pretty good. That's that's what I aim for. No, it's he's, he's good. Okay. I'm about to say, nobody, I kick your ass. <laughs> We would go back and forth at times, but that was also back when I played it more often than I do now. So that would be this will be interesting. Jigglypuff. Um Falcon Punch. I need to unlock Jigglypuff. And on that note Wait, wait, you don't have Jigglypuff yet, David? Shh no. We need to play then. I have a chance. <laughs> <laughs> I do have Ike unlocked. I have every character unlocked. All I need is Ike. I will So you're saying when it comes to unlocking Smash characters, David is... Too slow? Too oh, slow. <laughs> Does anyone have any other final thoughts on Zelda? I mean, I know we basically let Bill rant, but I'm gonna just... like I, I, I'm Listen, I asked it. for that. I asked for you that. Did. Thank and you for letting me do that. And here's the thing. This looks great. I've already like tweeted about this. This looks great. I'm it excited. It does look great. It does look great. Um, I'm excited to see more of it. Um, I'm willing, uh, as Michael Scott says, I'm ready to get my heart broken again. So. <laughs> <laughs> so. All right. Well, let's wrap things up. First off, you should follow Chris Tomlin on Twitter. Yeah. Please, uh, uh, please tweet at Chris Tomlin and ask him how he's, how his runs are doing. Um, uh, do not do at, tweet at Chris Tomlin. Uh, do the hashtag. It's at CM underscore Tomlin. You can also listen to the Funkhauser situation, which is the wonderful podcast he does with Lee Cruz. I'll do his plug since he had technical difficulties, not bowel difficulties. He had bowel difficulties. <laughs> Lee Cruz said something, snapped, and then Chris showed up. It was weird. I don't know. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> All right. Bill, where can people find you? You guys can find me on Twitter at Star Wars Bill. If you feel so inclined, if you like me here, go to my my Star Wars podcast called Skywalking Through the League uh, and give us a listen. Subscribe to us on iTunes. 
give us a review because we got our first bad review <laughs> a couple days ago and like it wasn't like a really creative review where they took the time to like write something thoughtful and, and like and something good they wrote just like their name and they said absolutely trash which i get it yes i am <laughs> but at the same time trey and i work very very hard to bring uh bring that to pod. bring that trash to the yeah no, to I'm bring sorry. the tra- exactly exactly <laughs> it takes time to- it takes effort to bring trash to the table so if you could give us a review to uh to offset that one go leave I think them that- a good review <laughs> A five-star review. Listen, just say, uh, Papa Bless, and I'll know that it was from a Nerds for Normal People listener. <laughs> and that's all. I just oh. need the rating, and then Hashtag Papa Bless. Papa Hashtag bless. Papa Bless. Oh, Bill, you're such a free spirit. Thank you, David. <laughs> David, I know I give you a lot of shit, but at least you deserve it. All right. <laughs> 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 David, once you've recovered from that sick burn, where can people find you? <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at the David Hood, or you can listen to me at Nerd for Normal People. <laughs> I you, do. That's where I hear you. Oh my! I goodness. love you there. I listen to you there. <laughs> if you haven't heard this podcast, then that's kind of weird. But you're kind of listening that's, to it right now. If you've somehow, if you've somehow come in at the tail end of this podcast, you should give it a listen. <laughs> Absolutely. You should also follow us on Twitter. We're at nerds for the number four normal, just ner- at nerds for normal. We tweet out a bunch of links to weird stuff and trailers and news as it breaks. We try to keep people informed and you might get a little, I guess, preview of what we're going to start discussing on the next podcast. I want to start a new twin trend. Please give Skywalker through the five stars, but give them the shittiest review possible. Yeah, I'm okay with that. If you put the five stars and then just say something god awful, like I'm for that. That's still just just like that. Just say like Bill sounds like he gargles diarrhea at night, and but give him five stars. Well, it's not (laughs) diarrhea. It's more just razor blades and a little bit of bourbon to make it sting. So I I want the glory of reading all these reviews from about (laughs) Bill, but don't. Mm -hmm. But give him five stars so he keeps him recording them. The best worst review will be read on the pod, just just so you know. <laughs> so there you go. There is your challenge. Absolutely. And I am at Daniel Dunstan on Twitter. So if you are interested in anything I have to say about anything nerdy or pop culture-y or occasionally Hey Kentucky related, give me a follow. You should. Daniel is is a wonderful person, a wonderful friend, and he deserves everything uh, everything good that comes his way. Why, thank you. You're God, I can just hear the kiss ass from here. Well, you oh. know, it's easier at this point to just, like, sew my lips to his ass. So <laughs> Human centipede style? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And uh, keep an eye on it. We have, hopefully it'll work out, knock on wood, but we have plans to hopefully kick out a second podcast later this week with a review of Captain Marvel. Absolutely. Um, so be looking forward to that and as always see you nerds pika pika